Hey everyone, and welcome to the Worthy Women Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, but like most of my friends, you can call me Liv. As the founder and CEO of the wellness brand Live Well Daily, I created the Worthy Women community to invite you in on the conversation of what it looks like to begin living as a worthy woman, like Ephesians 4 1 through 7 describes. When women know their worth is rooted in Christ and not in their bodies, they then can begin to make healthy decisions relationally, nutritionally, physically, and spiritually. I am so excited you are here and that you're going to be joining in on the conversation. You can expect a new show each week as we begin to live well daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worthy Women Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, and I'm so excited you are here for today's conversation. Today, we are talking about fasting. Fasting for weight loss, is this good or bad? I get so many questions around fasting, whether or not we're fasting for church or fasting uh, to reach a weight-based goal or fasting to really heal our gut and balance our hormones. Is this a thing that we should be doing or is it something that actually harms the body? So before we dive into my thought process, I want to begin with some scripture. So Matthew 6, 33 says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Matthew 5 starts the Sermon on the Mount. And then when you get into Matthew 6, he's explaining all of the things and his in his biblical, the biblical lens on fasting, the biblical lens on divorce, the biblical lens on anger, the biblical lens on retaliation, the Lord's prayer, how we can love our enemies. He's, he gives, Jesus gives these, these sermon topics. And one of the places, um, one of the things that he does talk about is fasting. And in Matthew 6, 16, it says this, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So scripture says it very plainly, not if you fast, but when you fast. So this is a biblical principle that develops intimacy with the Lord. And the reason why I say it develops intimacy is because it's one of the things, it's one of the three things we as the children of God are to do in secret. It is something that we do in that secret place. It's not something that we do flashy um, to show everyone, oh, look at me, I am so holy, I fast. But it is a, a, a place where you go before the Lord and you empty yourself 
of everything, but especially of food, which gives you the energy to live. And you're calling on Holy Spirit and you're saying, I am asking you to come down and pour afresh on me. I'm asking you to come and wash over me. Oh Lord, give me energy to sustain me. And but let me feast on your word that will carry me out through this day. I long to hear you more clearly. So I empty myself out before you, right? That's the posture we should have of of fasting. So when I go, when we talk about fasting for weight loss, is this good or bad? The very first thing we need to think about is, am I seeking the kingdom of God? Because if I'm seeking the kingdom of God, then I'm seeking to live from a place of, of his spirit um, and, and denying my flesh versus living from a place of, of feeding my flesh and denying his spirit. And God is looking for faithful sons and daughters that are willing to deny their flesh daily and serve him with all of their heart. And so when we fast for weight loss, in my opinion, it is a, um, it's not the healthiest viewpoint we should be as believers we should be fasting from a place of developing intimacy and i say this to my clients all the time i'm like look if you're fasting um as a means of developing yourself of reaching a goal for yourself the day that you make fasting about yourself is the day that you quit because you're just not enough. Fasting is extremely difficult. And when I am fasting and I'm not in a place of consecration and in that secret place with the Lord, then I'm purely starving myself. And that can create negative thought patterns around food. And that can even lead into an eating disorder if continued. And so that's the first piece is we want, before we ever like dive, before I ever dive into anything like a, a topic nutritionally um, or hormonally, I want to find first, like, what does the word of God say about this topic? And the word of God says a lot about fasting. And so today I really wanted to highlight Matthew and what Jesus says about fasting, but there's scriptures in Isaiah um, as well. And, and just all throughout the, um, you see Esther fasting, the Esther fast in, in the Old Testament. So there, there's fasting all throughout the Bible. And it's important to know that Jesus says not if you fast, but when you fast. So now let's just start to unpack this because so many people have so many opinions about fasting. And the most important opinion we should be seeking after as sons and daughters of Christ is what does God say about this? What does his word say about this? And is there a way in which we can go about fasting or what's appropriate and what's healthy? And I'm going to link more scriptures in the show notes for you to dive in on. But so we're going to begin to break this down into three different groups. The first group is why we should fast. The second group is when we shouldn't fast. And then the third that we're going to be discussing is how can we go about fasting in a way in which that is uh, mindful and healthy and honoring and pleasing to the Lord. 
So first, why we should fast? Well, first and foremost, it is a godly principle. We just read God's word when he says, not if you fast, like it's a suggestion, but he says when, knowing that this is a principle that's going to develop intimacy with the Lord. And so when I'm making fasting about seeking his kingdom, the welfare of his kingdom, then I am making the fasting uh, season or the fasting day or days or moment about um, developing intimacy with the Lord and seeking to live from a place of, of faith in his spirit and not from my flesh. So first and foremost, it's a godly principle that develops intimacy. It's something that you want to do in the secret place. It's something that you don't, you don't want to go out and be flashy about it. You know, God's word says like, don't, don't go out and, and, you know, bow your head low within yourself and, 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 and cover your face. And what he's basically saying is don't go out and mope. Don't go out and be like, I'm so hungry. Oh, and people like offer you food and they're like, oh no, I'm fasting. I'm, you know, no one should know you're fasting. When God is sustaining you in the secret place, no one should be able to tell that you're fasting aside from, wow, that person is marked by discipline. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a woman who people come across and they're like, wow, she is just marked by discipline. She looks like a woman that fasts. She looks like a woman that is in the secret place with the Lord because Holy Spirit is just fire within her. Fasting develops that, okay? And it breaks strongholds. Esther fasted for three days and she called on her community to fast on her behalf with her and an entire nation was saved. You guys, that is a really big deal. So there's a stronghold in your life that you need to release, and there's a stronghold that you want to break. Fasting is a great way to go about doing that. So first and foremost, it's a godly principle that develops intimacy. The second is that it is a healing tool to strengthen the gut line barrier and balance our blood sugar. So there are lots of studies out there on fasting, and I will link some in the show notes as well. But one thing that we do know is that fasting does strengthen the gut line barrier because when we are resting the digestive system, we're storing up that energy that we would normally take to break down the food that we're eating and allowing that energy to go in and heal. So it's giving that digestive system a break and it's good to give your digestive system a break every now and then so that that gut lining can, can be strengthened and can heal. And in the midst of all of that, you're balancing your blood sugar. The third is that it promotes discipline and self-control around food. We live in a world where we have access to anything and everything at at any time, and that is not the healthiest way to live. I I really relate this to Daniel, and I believe that Daniel, when he was taken captive in the Babylonian time and in the Babylonian reign, he was a man that was marked by the discipline of God. And he was a man that was faithful. He was a man that was willing. He and his friends were willing to deny their flesh uh, to, to honor the Lord. And, you know, in times of trouble, the first thing that he would do is pray and fast and seek wisdom and counsel from the Lord. But in that time too, like Daniel had access to the finest things when he was taken into a Babylonian 
um, culture, but in the court. Um, he, he was among those of, of high level. He was in the king's court and he had access to all the foods in, in the in, all the foods, all all the things. And the very first thing that he does, he and his friends do, is that they um, change, they, they say discipline to their diet. So they don't develop the diet of the Babylonian um, people, but they stay true to um, what they were taught. We can see the benefit of um, self-control and self-control is a fruit of the spirit and when we begin to deny our flesh and really consecrate our bodies to be in line with the spirit as romans 8 describes then we're going to see that low-hanging fruit and that one uh, self-control, self-control around food. And I think this is something that is extremely difficult because our fa- our culture is addicted to the feeling of fullness. We are terrified, or most people I find are terrified of feeling empty, feeling without. And especially when it comes to food, we use that as a means of security and that's not a that's not a good thing, right? We want to make sure that our security rests in the hands of the Lord and not in the food that is placed before us. And are we willing to empty ourselves out? Again, so many people are terrified of doing that. And so it, when we fast, I know from firsthand experience, when I fast, I see that it develops self-control and and just self-discipline around foods. I'm able to look at foods that I know that aren't going to serve me and are actually going to um, cause like issues down down the road with my health. I'm able to look at that and say, no, I'm okay right now. There's a time for celebratory foods, and then there's foundational foods, and and I really want to live life disciplined to serve um, the spirit who lives in and within me, and that is a really big deal. You know, God said that He He wrote His His He inscribed His word on your hearts, and He made His dwelling place your flesh, your body. Right, your body is a temple of the Lord that is meant to be steward, and it's not meant to be abused or it's not meant to be worshipped, but it's meant to be steward in a way in which that seeks first the kingdom of God. And so when we fast, we notice that it it promotes self-control and discipline. So let's recap this one more time. So why should we fast? First and foremost, it's a godly principle that develops intimacy. Second is that it is a healing tool that tightens and strengthens our gut line barrier and balances our blood sugar. And third, it promotes discipline and self-control around food. Now let's move into the second category, why we shouldn't fast. Well, the reason why I named this podcast episode fasting for weight loss, is this good or bad? It's because I'm not answering that question. I want you to answer that question by the end of this podcast. And as you can, as you're about to learn, and as you're about to hear three reasons why we shouldn't fast is if we're using it as a means to better our flesh instead of our spirit. Again, the day you make fasting about you is the day that you quit because you're not enough. And I say that in the most loving way. If you were enough, God would have never sent his son to die on the cross and to pay for our sins and and to defeat the grip of hell and sin over our lives. 
And so if you were enough, Jesus would have never come. So we know that we are not enough. And I am not a big enough reason, and my health is not a big enough reason for me to fast and and to do so in a way in which that is holy and pleasing to the Lord. Because when I make fasting about myself, then I'm making it an idol. If I'm making fasting about reaching a weight weight-based goal, I'm making it an idol. When I'm fasting in fear, I'm making fear an idol. So the day that we make fasting about ourselves is the day that we will quit or we should take a step back and analyze our thoughts and why we're doing what we're doing. So first is using it as a means to better your flesh than your spirit. Okay. Then the second is, is that why we shouldn't fast is, is if you're using it for weight loss in particular, this creates unhealthy thought patterns around nourishing our body around mealtime. Again, I I think it's really important to evaluate our thoughts and the word God's word says, take every thought captive knowing that the enemy is coming after your mind. And if you're, you know, looking in the mirror and you're not liking the way that you look, or if you feel like you have low energy and fatigue, or if you find yourself binge eating and you can't get self-control around food, fasting is a tool that we can use to develop, as we talked about, discipline and self-control. But if I'm using fasting just as a means of, of, of starvation, that leads to unhealthy thoughts around food. Again, that goes into the third piece is weight loss. Um, using it as a weight loss treatment is purely, you know, you're purely starving yourself. So those two kind of go together. But it's really important to to understand your thoughts of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And in order to change the behavior, you need to look at the root cause. And so if you're telling yourself every day, you're fat, you're ugly, you're never going to amount to anything, you're never going to be the weight that you want to be, you're speaking that over yourself. And so the root of that is unhealthy thoughts and words towards yourself and I would dare dare say, where are you placing your worth? Are you placing your worth in yourself? Or are you placing your worth in Christ? Because God says, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. God thinks wonderful things about you. And if, if you are having those negative thoughts, then I would look at where am I placing my identity? If I'm placing my identity in my body, and not in what God's word says over me, then that is an unhealthy reason to fast because it's you're purely starving yourself. So let's recap this. Why we shouldn't fast, the three reasons. If you're using it as a means to better your flesh over your spirit, if you're using it as a means to create or to treat unhealthy thoughts um, around your body image, which can then lead to negative thoughts about around mealtime. If you're using it as a means of weight loss treatment, because you're purely starving yourself. So the third piece that we're going to dive into today is how to start fasting in a way in which that benefits your mind, body, and spirit as a woman. Women, this is really important because we 
premenopausal and perimenopausal women, we are in that hormonal stage of life where our where our hormones are changing and we ha- have the ability to bring life into the world and that is a really big deal. And so if you are fasting too much, you can then um if you're fasting too much, then it can throw off ovulation, which can then throw off your cycle in general. And so there's a way in which I recommend fasting. And then there's a way in which God's word talks about fasting. And there's examples in God's word. And I think the Esther example is one of the best examples. Daniel as well, where Daniel ate like fruits and vegetables and didn't eat any of the meat. Um, And so thinking about the the godly principle thinking about women's health and and thinking about you know the goals that we're ultimately trying to reach we are then going to develop a plan and so again god's word says not if you fast but when you fast and we know that this is a godly principle that serves our bodies so developing fear around fasting and that it's going to throw off your blood sugar and put you in a high cortisol state Yes, that can happen if you're fasting for, um, like we talked about, the unhealthy reasons and if you're not fasting properly. Um, But this is nothing to be fearful of. This is something to be afraid of. Fasting is, again, something that God has set apart for his children to do to develop intimacy with him. So we want to make a plan that promotes metabolic flexibility. And so if you're a premenopausal woman, I want to encourage you to fast around your cycle. So all of my pre and perimenopausal women that are still cycling, that means they're still ovulating and still menstruating. I want to encourage you to begin fasting around your cycle. So if you have pen and paper, start writing this down and I'm going to give you guys a plan. So if you're new to fasting, fasting is a great framework to develop intimacy with the Lord, self-control around food, and to promote a healthy gut, uh, strengthen your gut line barrier and balance your blood sugar. And so your follicular phase, we're going to break it down with the four phases of the female cycle. The first phase being follicular phase, you're in the early half of your cycle and your body body's ability to break down carbohydrates is really, really good. So you're able to utilize carbs as your fuel source and you're going to have, um, if you're going to utilize carbs as your fuel source, so you're going to be able to enjoy a shorter, um, shorter fasting schedule. So follicular phase, I recommend a 12-12. So that means 12 hours of fasting with 12 hours of eating. Try that for five days. And then I usually recommend clients like Monday through Friday in your follicular phase, enjoy a 12-12 Saturday and Sunday. Take that time off, like eat intuitively. Don't, don't, don't be so structured and so rigid, but you will begin to do this intuitively once you start, but this is a great way to give you a framework that is healthy, set up for women in mind and is a godly principle. So in that time that you're fasting, consecrate yourself to the Lord, pray, go on prayer walks, listen to worship music, listen to an uplifting podcast, read God's word, do things that develop intimacy with the Lord. And if you're finding that it's extremely difficult 
pray to the Lord to sustain you. Okay. And then in your ovulatory phase, I recommend 14, 10. So it's a 14 hour uh, fasting window, 10 hour eating window, your luteal phase. Now we're moving into the later half of this cycle. I recommend a 16, eight. So in the later half of the cycle is when progesterone is a dominant hormone and estrogen is lower and our blood sugar is a little, is more resistant. And so it's, it's our ability to break down complex carbohydrates is not great. And so we want to increase healthy fats at this time. And if you're increasing healthy fats, that fat has a slower burn. And so you should be able to fast longer, right? Without thinking about food. So when you're having also a really good, well-balanced diet, you're able to fast four to six hours between each meal without thinking about food. So in your luteal phase, I recommend a 16, eight. Okay. So 16 hour fast, eight hour eating window. And then once you reach menstruation, I want you to rest and reflect, treat it like you do the weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, where you are just eating intuitively. Right. And then when you move in, you're, you're preparing, you know, in menstruation, you're preparing for that next month and that next cycle. So pre and perimenopausal women, in order to develop uh, metabolic flexibility and, and to have a healthy metabolism, we want to set up a framework of, of fasting. And this is a great way to get started and is a great tool that you can always come back to if you feel that you have lost you know that self-control and discipline around food and you're praying and crying out to the lord and you want to you want to you know take a step right fasting is a way in which we can take that step if you're postmenopausal and you're new to fasting i recommend um again we want to develop metabolic flexibility so your body's ability to weave in and out of you know have those more intense fasts you know a shorter eating window and then a longer eating window i want you to be able to weave in and out and this promotes longevity within the body when you're postmenopausal you're no longer cycling and so your body is able to push harder physically your body's able to push harder and you're fasting, right? This is a great time to challenge yourself. And so if you've never fasted before, I don't recommend just like going straight into a 16-8 or an 18-6. We want to develop that. So I recommend just go an entire week, entire seven days on a 12-12. And then that next week, go Monday through Friday, 14-10. And then Saturday and Sunday, 12, 12, or just, you know, eating intuitively. And then that next week do 16, eight Monday through Friday with your weekend at a 12, 12 or 14, 10. And then I want you to find where did you evaluate? Where did you feel your best? Again, postmenopausal women that are wanting to, um, really see changes in their metabolism. This is a great way to go about doing that. And Every woman is different. So if your bestie fasts every day at like a 16, eight, and then does, you know, 20 hour fasts, you know, and things like that, that may be great for her, but that may not be great for you. So this is a great way to go about it and just kind of testing it out on your body and seeing, Hey, where did I feel my best? Where did I see changes in my energy in my cognitive function and in my cravings? Did I notice any inflammation um, begin to decrease in my body? And so say 16, eight was a, was your sweet spot. 
A way in which we want to develop flexibility, metabolic flexibility is, you know, I would say Monday through Friday, do a 16-8, challenge yourself, or Monday through Thursday, do a 16-8. On Friday, do a 14-10, and then Saturday and Sunday, do a 12-12. The goal is for you to be able to weave in and out so your body just doesn't get fixated on one place. Because what happens is if you fast every day at a 16-8 and then all of a sudden stop, your, your body has gotten used to that. And then it's going to throw your blood sugar off when you stop doing that. And so we want to make sure that you have that ability to go in and out, in and out while still consecrating yourself towards the Lord, while still um, developing, you know, that self-control and that discipline around food, while still seeing changes in inflammation and and maybe healthy changes in your weight as a postmenopausal woman. This again is a great way to do that because it helps with that cellular renewal in your body. And then the third thing that I recommend, it is part of the live well daily method. Again, I didn't say this, but fasting is a part of the live well daily method. And when I was writing it out, fasting can be very controversial in the health and wellness world, but it is not controversial to the word of God. It is very clear. And so as a Christian woman, I want to be marked by the discipline of God. I want to be marked as a woman who, who seeks to please the spirit over her flesh. So of course, it's going to be a part of my method. Of course, I'm going to encourage women to fast. Of course, I'm going to empower you to fast and encourage you to fast because God's word says so. And I don't care if it's controversial. I don't care if you don't like my opinion or do like my opinion. This is God's opinion. And so my heart posture is how can I equip women to go about fasting in a way in which will also benefit their body and not harm their body. And so the longevity or slash luteal fast is a part of the live well daily method. It's, I call it the longevity, the five day longevity fast. If you're postmenopausal and I call it the five day luteal fast, if you're premenopausal. And what that means is it's five days in your luteal phase, first five days of your luteal phase, if you're pre or perimenopausal, and it's just a random five days a month if you're a postmenopausal. But in those five um, days, we want to pull away from proteins. So not just inflammatory proteins or proteins that proteins that we tend to overconsume that can cause inflammation in the body. And we want to focus on giving our digestive system a break. This is also a great time where I say like, get off social media for those five days, plan lots of time um, outside in God's word, really plan your calendar around this, where you can be picky about the things that you're going to as far as like parties, events, gatherings, and things like that, because you want to consecrate those five days to the Lord. And on top of that, you're going to be serving your body in a way in which if you're premenopausal will honor um, and set you up for menstruation so that you can go into that with ease and and not have any of those PMS symptoms um, because you're honoring where you're at in your luteal phase. So physiologically, you're honoring what's going on inside of your body. And if you're postmenopausal, again, this promotes longevity within the body because it promotes cellular renewal and the renewal of the mitochondria. And so it is a five-day uh, fast where we fast from proteins, and the proteins that we want to fast from are 
all animal protein products. I'm not against animal protein. I eat animal protein. I'm not vegan. I need to say that. But I do find that we tend to overconsume animal protein. And sometimes it's good to just take a step back to give your digestive system a break. This is why it's a fast, because you're fasting from these things. So fasting from animal protein. Um, so that includes dairy, poultry, fish, all of that. Um, you're fasting from gluten and um, lectin. And so those are the proteins that you are fasting from. But then we want to make sure that, you know, we are paying attention to sugar. So there's no refined sugars, refined flours, refined oils, um, little to no natural sugars as well. I would say like blueberries are probably the only fruit that I have during that time. And I will have like maybe some lilies, dark chocolate, but again, I'm fasting and I'm like, I love dark chocolate. I love my sweets. So I really want to consecrate that to the Lord. And so in that time, you know, it's very mindful about proteins, very mindful about sugar. And, uh, I would say no alcohol, minimal caffeine, again, consecrating your body to the Lord. What you do want to eat is very similar to Daniel and the Daniel, um, fast that he did in the very first chapter, but it's eating lots of cruciferous vegetables and healthy fats and leafy greens. All of those bodies, all of those food groups serve your liver and the natural detoxification of your body. They also do not have a high caloric intake. And so that tricks the body into thinking that you're fasting when in reality you're eating, but you're eating foods that again are not very nutrient. They are nutrient dense, but they do not have the same um, caloric you know, intake. And so your body doesn't have to have, um, the energy, for example, it's not, doesn't take the same amount of energy to break down a piece of broccoli over a piece of chicken. Both have protein. Um, one is a more complete protein source that requires more energy. And one is a more incomplete protein source that doesn't require as much energy, but also has a lot of vitamins and minerals and all of those things as well. So taking five days to drink lots and lots of water, eat cruciferous vegetables, healthy fats and greens. You can have as much as you want. There really isn't like a protocol to follow, but it's just really taking a step back from those things is good. Getting in God's word, going on walks, being disciplined with your time, where you're going and things like that. So that is the five-day luteal fast and longevity fast for pre, peri, and postmenopausal women and is a part of the Live Well Daily Method. And then another thing that I recommend is like once a month, do a water fast. This is so challenging and so good. Again, Esther did no food or water for three days. I um, have, I'll talk about my fasting story here in a minute, but um, something that I love to do is like one day a month, turn off my phone, do a water fast, spend a lot of time in God's word. Again, consecrate myself to the Lord. If I'm doing it as a means of, you know, trying to reach a weight-based goal, it's, it's going to lead to unhealthy thought patterns around food and can ultimately hurt your body. And so doing a once a month like water fast so one day um one day a month or you could even do three days or you could do it once a week whatever is best 
for you, but doing that is so, so powerful. And again, it, I believe that it takes that authority that God's word says that we have as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, and it pulls it down to reality because you're taking something that God's word says and you're acting on it. And as it develops that intimacy, I just have also seen how it develops my prayer life and my walk with the Lord. So let's recap this one more time. So the first is why we should fast. It's a godly principle that develops intimacy. It's a healing tool to strengthen our gut line barrier and balance our blood sugar. And it promotes discipline and self-control around food. Why we shouldn't fast. If I'm using it as a means to better my flesh instead of my spirit, if I'm using it as a means of weight loss, or if I'm using it to treat unhealthy thought patterns I have towards my, my body. How we want to start a fast that benefits our mind, our body, and our spirit is when we want to make it about our relationship and developing our relationship and maturing our relationship with the Lord. And so we want to make a plan that promotes metabolic flexibility within the body. So again, premenopausal and perimenopausal women start by fasting to your cycle. Postmenopausal women start by you know, testing your body Monday through Friday using the formula that I gave and then create that metabolic flexibility plan. And then part of the live well daily method is doing the five day longevity or luteal fast. And last but not least, you could do a once a month water fast for a day or three days, whatever you feel like is best for you, your schedule and your body with the Lord. So I'm going to tell you guys a personal testimony. In the beginning of this year, our church went into prayer and fasting, and I experienced a move of God like I have never before. And it's because when I started, before I even started the act of fasting, I started it first in my heart. And I said to myself, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to consecrate myself to the Lord because I need to hear from you, Lord. I am hungry for you and I want to see you move in my life. So before I ever started my fast, my heart was first postured towards him. And so day one of my fast, Holy Spirit woke me up at 5.30 in the morning and he said, pray. And I you know, went downstairs into the house that I was living in at that time. And I said, Lord, what would you have me pray for? And he said, the details of your house. And I was like, details of my house? I'm, am I moving? And he, he, t- he said to me, what do you want? Because at the time I was like, Lord, I can't afford to buy a house. And he said, what do you want? And so I started walking around my kitchen countertop at 5.30 in the morning and I just started listing off details like, God, I'd like a white house with hardwood floors throughout, renovated kitchen because I'm a nutritionist and that's really important. I love to host. Um, I'd like extra storage, a place where I can store my merch. Um, And I'd like an extra living space that's not connected to the living room to have my team over or women that I am um, discipling or to have events or whatever that's not disturbing to the other people that live in the house. And God, I'd like a colorful door. I mean, I am barely awake and I'm just ratting all this stuff off. 
And he said, what color? And I said, God, I want a white house with a pink door. And I was, after I got done praying, I was on my knees in front of a window and Holy Spirit had me in Joshua. And it was before I even knew he had my pastors in Joshua. He said so many of us, and he said that this year, your word is move, be ready to move. You're going to see a move of God in your life, like never, never before. And what you've seen in the supernatural is getting ready to happen in the natural. Every area of your life is getting ready to move. And so he had me in Joshua. And in Joshua, it talks about how they're, it's a crossing over. They're crossing over from the wilderness into the promised land where they're going to actually see the place that they had been talking about for so long. They're finally going to take ground and step into it. And I was reading in chapter one and it said, today you will see the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess and you will possess it. And I had chills head to toe and immediately Holy Spirit said to me, get on Zillow, (laughs) not kidding. And so I open up Zillow and the first house that I see is a white house with a pink door. I click on the picture and it has hardwood floors throughout a renovated kitchen. The storage in this house is unreal. And I later that day, I went and looked at it. And seven days later, I moved in during that entire 21 day prayer and fasting. I did not eat a substantial meal. I around day 12, I finally ate some fruit. Um, and it threw things off in my cycle for sure. Um, but let me tell you, it was worth it because I was, I knew it would. And I, as a premenopausal woman, woman, my cycle was like thrown off and it did cause some hormonal acne when I did start eating again, but I have never experienced God like that. And it was amazing. Now, I think too, when you're going to be fasting in that way, like I think around day 12, I finally had some fruit because my throat was so dry and I was drinking a ton of water. But when I made it up in my heart, made the decision up in my heart that I'm going to consecrate myself before the Lord, before I even made, before I took any action, God met me. He showed up because he said, it's not about your works. It's not about your deeds. Oh, but it's about the position of your heart. So whether you're eating or not eating, whether you're doing water or you're doing the longevity or luteal fast and eating vegetables, it starts with the posture of your heart. Consecrate yourself before the Lord, right? That means it literally says, When we consecrate ourselves before the Lord, he's basically saying, anoint your head, wash your face, put on your royal robes, take your position for you're getting ready to see a move of God. And nothing gets a parent's attention more than when their child stops eating, (laughs) right? Any parents out there? Like when your child stops eating, guess what? All eyes on the kid. Are you okay? Are you sick? Are you not feeling well? Do you not like the food? you know, you start asking all the questions, right? You're honed in on your child. Well, you are a child of God. And when you begin to take his word seriously and consecrate yourself before him, and you begin to fast as a godly principle, as God's word says, and abstain from food, you're going to have your father's attention. He's going to say, wow, she, 
she really, she really wants to hear from me. She really wants to, she really wants to see me move in her life to the point of that she would give up all comfort, that she would give up food, that she would deny her flesh just for me. Who all of heaven is on the edge of their seat saying, God, what are you going to do? What do you want to I could go on and on and on about this. And I hope that you can feel Holy Spirit speaking to you because he's speaking to me right now as I have chills all over my body as I'm saying this to you. Fasting is, is, an, is a beautiful way to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I hope that you learned something. I hope that you're encouraged and inspired to begin fasting as a godly woman in your own life. Ah, you guys, another episode in the books. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's show. I am truly honored that I got to share my thoughts and viewpoints on fasting and my own personal convictions and how I've intertwined all of that within the Live Well Daily Method. I hope you are inspired to begin your very own fasting journey with Holy Spirit. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show and give us a review. It will help others find us more easily. But thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you guys back here next week.